Good afternoon, New York, and the rest of our listeners around the globe. My name is June Stoyer, and I'm the host of the Clean Energy View Radio Show. Our podcasts are available on iTunes, Zoom, and you can also visit our website at www.cleanenergyview.com. If you have any questions for our guests, there are many ways you can contact the show. You can post a question on our wall on Facebook, Skype us, or contact me directly at June Stoyer on Twitter. If you'd like to be on the show or would like to find out about sponsorship opportunities, please contact us at info at cleanenergyview.com. Today, my guest is Ben Nelson, and we're going to be talking about converting your gas-powered car or bike to electric. What can you do if your car is a gas guzzler? As the price of petroleum continues to rise, many people are actually converting their cars and motorcycles to electric-powered vehicles. Clean transportation enthusiast Ben Nelson has developed a do-it-yourself series to teach people with minimal skills how to build their own electric car. Ben's educational videos make converting your old gas guzzler easy, regardless of whether you're a mechanic or your only experience has been with matchbox cars. Ben covers everything that you need to know from battery selection, the motor, controller, adapter plate, and other minor parts. And let me tell you, I met Ben at the Mother Earth News Festival, and he is a natural-born guru. He had no formal training in electric vehicle design. Before beginning his first project, he quickly learned how to build EVs, or electronic vehicles, through a combination of hands-on work, informal apprenticeships, and enough library books to literally wear out his library card. He has been presenting his information all over, not only just at the Mother Earth News Fairs, but at the Midwest Renewable Energy Fair, And he's also been a collaborator on the Open Revolt Project, which makes low-cost electronic vehicles more available to everyone. So I would like to welcome to the show Ben Nelson. Good afternoon, Ben, and thank you for coming on the show. It's great to talk to you. Every time I speak to you, there's so much to learn. Well, hi, June. It's uh, my pleasure to be here. Can you explain what got you involved with converting vehicles, gas-powered vehicles, into electric. Did you play around with cars when you were little? How did it come about? Well, I I guess it started that um, the first car I ever owned got 47 miles per gallon, and every car I've since then has gotten a worse fuel economy and uh, leaked more oil on my driveway. So um, uh, a couple of years back, I had attended an energy fair, and I saw that uh, somebody there had a bicycle converted to electric with a kit. And I thought, a kit, that looks so easy. I bet even somebody like me could do that. So I ran right home and uh, mail-ordered this kit and got a thrift store bicycle and put it together. And there was my very first electric vehicle, you know, something that uh, anybody can do using just a couple of monkey wrenches. And um, I just went from there. It's interesting when you look at how people get involved with different things. I know that in the past some of the things that I've started tinkering with were basically because you see something and it inspires you and then all of a sudden it becomes so fascinating that you start reaching out to other people that have the same interests and lo and behold, it's like you have this wealth of information and there's so many people that want to learn from you. What has your experience been working with the public, and what has their feedback been as far as just wanting to learn how to convert these old gas guzzlers? 
Um, feedback's been great. Um, any any of the information that I get out there, whether it's uh, it's through a web page or through a, a formal presentation or just uh, hanging out at a local event for Earth Day, um, people are really interested in this right now. Um, you know, in America, we're we're very much in a car country. You need some way to get around. There's so many places you really can't even get from one side of the street to another or to a shopping center without uh, a motor vehicle. But we're at this really neat convergence right now of uh, a do-it-yourself and hacker movement and interest in renewable energy and electric vehicles. And then also um, there are commercially made electric vehicles out there right now that you can buy. Um, they're a little bit more available on uh, the West Coast and uh, some other places than they are, um, say, in the Midwest where I am. Uh, but they're all coming. But on the other hand, they're they're kind of expensive. You know, we're talking thirty-five or, or forty thousand dollars for an electric vehicle. So when um, I just put some information out there saying how I built my own electric car for about thirteen hundred bucks, uh, people jump at that and they want to know everything they can. Do you remember the old mopeds? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Whatever happened to them? It's interesting. I remember when I was a little kid and we were vacationing in Florida. And I remember my parents were fascinated by mopeds because they weren't as expensive as cars, and they seemed to be eco-friendly because you can, you could operate them as you would as a motorcycle, but also you could use them as bicycles. I always thought that that was such a great idea. Are there any around today? Yeah, sure. There's still a few of those out there, and I, I really love the idea that they're a hybrid that you can either use the gas engine or you can pedal. Um, really, the, the only downside to them is the gas engine. Um, I, I had a 50cc scooter for about a summer when I was first looking around for something uh, kind of more more eco-friendly, more fuel efficient, and it, it didn't take real long until I realized it was not actually very eco-friendly. Um, the one that I had was a two-stroke where you mix the gas and the oil together, and it has a lot of blue exhaust, and it doesn't have a catalytic converter the way that a car does, and it was... Uh, it was very loud, and it, it vibrated a lot. It was actually not a lot of fun to ride. Um, and that was actually one of the things that made me go towards building my electric motorcycle. Now, the electric bicycle that I had was actually the same setup as a moped um, because it was a front-wheel drive electric motor, so it, it didn't modify the, the back tire or the pedals at all. So you could either use the electric motor or the pedals. So it had all the advantages of a moped, but uh, instead of having a, a gasoline engine and a pretty crummy muffler and being all loud and, and, and shakes, um, it just had that electric motor in it. It worked really super fantastic. And there actually are now um, a, a couple of odd little vehicles out there. A lot of them are, are uh, foreign-made and imported, but there are some uh, hybrid-type uh, scooters out there as well as uh, a new generation of uh mopeds as well when it comes to your preference between cars or motorcycles which do you prefer at this particular point i would think that you could pretty much convert anything do you think that the vehicle of choice that more people are leaning towards are the motorcycles or are they still leaning towards the cars uh, well, just based on the number of instructional DVDs that I've sold, uh, it has been about the car, and I think that's just because most people 
think about cars, they think of that as, as more practical transportation. Uh, certainly, it's nice to have a, a roof over your head and, and four wheels on the ground. <laughs> yeah. um, after I built the electric motorcycle, I, I rode it all summer, and then winter happened, and I thought, oh, boy, yeah, it'd be nice to have a couple more wheels on the ground and a roof and a heater. Um, so it really depends on what you're looking for. Um, cars are, are certainly practical transportation. You can use them in weather that I wouldn't want to be riding on a motorcycle in. On the other hand, an electric motorcycle is, is much easier to get started on as a beginner project. Anybody can build an electric motorcycle. Uh, it's, it's a great summer project. And knowing what I now know, I could probably build an electric motorcycle in a three-day weekend whereas uh, a car is a more involved project, it's going to be more expensive, it's going to be more time uh, to build. Um, and I, I never would have built the electric car if I didn't have the experience of working on the electric motorcycle so that I, um, I, I had developed some skill and some knowledge and went, aha, yeah, sure, now I can tackle an electric car. They're both great projects, but for somebody just getting started, a uh, motorcycle is great. Um, in the nice weather, I definitely prefer riding the motorcycle. It is just a lot of fun. Um, I actually just recently I had borrowed somebody else's uh, commercially built electric motorcycle and had just a blast zipping around on that. And what I was actually most pleasantly surprised about was that it was very, very similar to my home-built electric motorcycle. Um, there was really no uh, nothing tremendously different between the two, although I will say the suspension and the seat on my motorcycle are a little bit more comfortable, so uh, still give points to my bike for that one. Thank you. We have a question from the audience. This is coming from Billy. He'd like to know, have you ever converted a tractor into electric? Well, uh, uh, not yet. Um, I'm actually going to be teaching a... Um, a, a hands-on seminar course through the Midwest Renewable Energy uh, Association um, towards the end of the summer in converting an Alice Chalmers uh, tractor to electric. Those have been very popular for doing that. Um, in terms of lawn tractors, I mow my lawn with uh, an electric riding lawnmower that was made by uh, GE, General Electric, back in the 70s, and that thing works absolutely great. Um, also, a friend of mine took a riding lawnmower, and he converted it to electric, um, and he calls that the eco-rider, and so uh, he's got a pretty big yard and mows his lawn with that electric riding lawnmower. Um, if you're interested in that project, you can uh, check it out on uh, eco-renovator, and I'll, I'll put a link on my blog about that, too. Anything we talk about here, I'll add to my blog in case people want to look it up later. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Tractors are, are great as electric vehicles. Can you give our audience your blog really quickly so that they can check out some of your work? You have so many wonderful things that you write about. Really. Anybody wants to go to 300mpg.org, as in 300 miles per gallon. 300mpg.org is my blog. Um, I'm, I'm not a web designer or anything like that, but there's a lot of great tools a person can use to just, just put basic web pages up. So I've, I've got all my information on my various projects there. Thank you. And you have another website called ecoprojecteer.net, which is also have, has some really great things on there. Yeah, that's kind of the sister site because I found out that what, what I was really doing was I was doing a lot of projects that were kind of uh, low-budget, do-it-yourself, eco-friendly, but in general they kind of ended up being either about clean transportation or everything else. And the everything else was, was typically um, stuff for the home and the garage and the yard. So I decided to divide it up because uh, people who are interested in, in 
a do-it-yourself electric car maybe aren't necessarily as interested in how I save about forty-five dollars a month on my laundry on my water bill by uh, using my um, laundry water to flush my toilet. It's uh, not actually that complicated. It saves an amazing amount of water. Saves me money. Um, but I, I divided it up between the two websites just to make it a little easier for anybody who's interested in one thing but not the other. Well, I just think that by writing about these things, it shows that you are sincerely interested in education as well as learning from other people, having other people learn from what you know, and just continuing to be a good steward of the earth and reserve our resources. You're such an amazing person, and even from my very first conversation with you back at the Mother Earth News Festival, you're such an impressive person with so many ideas. I briefly want to talk about your rocket stove. I know it's a little bit off topic, but it's something that I think people will really appreciate. Can you explain what a rocket stove is and what you did? Yeah. um, Well, basically, uh, a rocket stove is very simple technology. It's been used all over the world for quite some time now where basically you just have a vertical tube and then you have a horizontal or or slanted feed tube where both the fuel, usually sticks or wood or something like that, goes in as well as the combustion air also goes in. So the vertical tube acts as a chimney and it, it draws the air through. And what it does is it just makes really, really efficient use of fuel. Um, there's actually a lot of places in the world where um, cooking is all done over wood. I think it's something like 40% of the people on the on the planet still cook with wood. So um, cost of fuel is very important. Now, I, I did mine as just kind of an experiment and a fun thing because I had a you know a typical barbecue grill with the LP bottle and. It kept rusting, and it cost money to uh, to get the LP, and, you know, it's a fossil fuel, too, so I kind of wanted to get away from that. And my other least favorite chore was uh, anytime we have a windstorm, uh, all the the neighbor's trees, all the little sticks and twigs come flying out of it into my backyard, so i got to pick up all these twigs over my whole yard. So I welded up a, uh, a rocket stove, basically just a couple of pieces of pipe, and I did mine in the style of a barbecue grill. So I've got a, a Weber grill grate on the top of it, and I made two little sidearms coming off of it so I can hold my uh, plate of uh, corn and bratwurst or whatever I'm grilling uh, on either side. Uh, it works It works very, very well, and I don't have to buy LP gas anymore, and it's nice and heavy-duty, and it doesn't have a, a burner that's going to rust out like the LP grill did. Um, it's just been a, a fun little project, and I can power it off twigs that fall into my yard. Thank you. Getting back to the conversion of gas-powered vehicles to electric, one of the biggest questions that I've received from our audience is, if you convert it to electric, aren't you still using a lot of expensive energy? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You're still using energy. Um, but in general, you're using about a quarter as much, just as, as sort of a rule of thumb. A typical electric vehicle uses roughly a quarter as much energy as a gasoline one does. And the biggest part of that is is it's just a a much, much more efficient vehicle. Um, Signs of inefficiency converting one form of energy into another are things like uh, noise, heat, light, uh, vibration. And that, that's kind of the, the description of your typical gasoline engine. It, it, it's loud, it gets really hot, 
You have to have muffler to deal with the sound. You have to have a radiator to deal with the heat. This is all wasted energy. And what you really want is that gasoline to power you down the road, not heat up your engine or, or uh, make noise out your tailpipe. So electric vehicles do use energy, absolutely, but they use a lot less. So even if you're driving an electric car, you know what? It's still a good idea to plan your trips. It's still a good idea to carpool, um, you know, to do all those things that save energy. But uh, it, it's nice to have a vehicle that just right off the top is going to be using roughly 75% less energy. And then with an electric vehicle, you have a choice in where you get your energy from. And yes, in a lot of parts of our country, we do have electricity made from coal. But that's in power plants where we have professional engineers who it's their job to make that plant run as efficiently as they possibly can. I mean, think about it. Uh, most of the time, uh, with a gasoline car, how often do you really get it tuned up, you know, to really have it running at peak efficiency? Now, imagine if you had professional engineers 24 hours a day where that was their only job was making sure that it ran as, as good as possible. Uh, we, we'd all be better off that way. But with an electric vehicle, you can power your, your vehicle off of uh, wind energy or solar energy, um, a lot of different sources, um, not just coal. Thank you. Now, we have a question from the audience. This is coming from Jeff, and he'd like to know if the vehicles run faster or slower than gas-powered vehicles. Uh, the correct answer is yes, both. Um, electric vehicles range from something as simple as a, um, a, a, an electric golf cart to some very high-end electric vehicles used exclusively for drag racing. There's even something called the National Electric Drag Racing Association. It's, uh, uh, if you look them up on uh, YouTube, there's some fantastic videos. Um, the Killa Cycle is an absolutely amazing drag strip electric motorcycle. Uh, there's another one called the White Zombie, which is the world's fastest street-legal electric car, where basically the guy drives to the track on amateur night, beats the pants off everybody else there driving gas vehicles, and then drives that car back home. Um, so it's 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 everything. Um, now, my vehicles, I did not design for super high speed because I was going uh, to save money. And, you know, I live on the corner of a 45 zone and a 25 zone. I'm mostly in the city where it's 25 zone. So... I didn't build mine uh, for super high top speeds, but that was uh, for practical reasons, not that they, they can't go excessively fast. Uh, I did get a speeding ticket in my electric car once. so <laughs> I was going to ask you to share that. that yeah, one, yeah, yeah, that kind of, that one uh, made it around to all the newspapers and was, was rather humiliating. Um, and unfortunately, that one was in a, a pretty low speed zone, so I, I didn't impress anybody. By, uh, by getting that speeding ticket. Um, I do have a friend who took an El Camino and he converted it to electric. And wow. that guy can burn rubber in every gear. And he's got a friend who's, got, who's, who's a cop, and he said, hey, you know what, if you want some time, I'll, I'll tell you where I'm going to set up. You can speed past me just so I can give you a ticket. And then, you know, we'll go to court and I'll say, no, no, I was, I was mistaken. So, you, you know, you won't have to pay it or anything, but then we'll have something for you to frame. And, you know, my friend kind of said, ah, no, thank you to that one. But uh, that's a ridiculously fast electric car. So it's, it's everything. And that's the cool thing about electric vehicles, too. If you build them yourself, you can design them for how you want them to be. Um, if you want a fast electric car, build a fast electric car. If you want an electric car that holds uh, you, your wife, and your three kids, build one that's designed for that. It's uh, pretty cool to have that kind of flexibility when you design something yourself. Thank you. 
We have another question from the audience. This is from Marion. She'd like to know if she can use an old vehicle that belonged to her father that's been sitting in her garage that hasn't worked in years. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, whether it's a really good choice or not does depend on a few things. Um, there are a few rules of thumb for uh, converting an electric vehicle. Um, typically, people want to use a manual transmission. You can use an automatic, but it's simpler and more efficient with a manual. Um, also, you know, size and weight matters. If, if it's a very big, heavy vehicle, it's going to take more energy to move around. So it, um, you're not going to be able to go as far per charge as you could on a lighter weight vehicle. Um, also, with uh, a vehicle that's been sitting around for a while, uh, a lot of what you've got to watch out for is stuff that you would on, on any vehicle, whether it's gas or electric powered, and that's just things like uh, the brakes and the brake lines, making sure that that works properly. Because sometimes if something's sitting around too long, um, uh, just rust can be a problem, and doing all the work for fixing the brakes, um, it, it can be a little problematic. Uh, one thing I do encourage people who want to convert a car to electric is make sure it's something that you want to drive. I mean, don't take a crummy car that you don't like and convert it to electric. Take something that, that you like, that you would have fun driving, and convert that to electric. And start with something fairly decent. You, know, um, you don't want to do a restoration. You, know, you don't want to have to fix a lot of rust and tears in the upholstery and things like that. You want to do a conversion. You want to convert it to electric. Now, on the other hand, if you're a, a hot rodder or somebody like that who um, you know enjoys working on cars and doesn't mind doing all that custom work, uh, go for it. Me, I'm I'm kind of lazy, and I'd rather take a car in uh, somewhat good condition and, and convert it to electric. And that's what I did with my Geometro. It was in pretty good condition overall, other than a little bit of trouble with the engine and transmission, and, and those were going to come out for the conversion. Thank you. Where should you get the resources from? Should you go to Craigslist? Should you go to junkyards? Where do you get your, your shell for the most part? Um, yeah, those are, those are good places to start at. I, I think look around and decide what car you'd like to convert. Um, a, actually, a really good spot for that is the EV album, which is an online listing of a big pile of electric cars. I think there's something like 3,000 home-built electric vehicles on display at the EV album. And what's neat about it is uh, each one is an entry. So it's a couple of photos of the car and then information on uh, what electric motor is in there, what batteries are in there, how long it took to convert, um, the, the cost of the conversion, and then the, the specs on the final vehicle. And what's really neat about it is you can sort by type of car, uh, brand of car, um, which electric motor was used. So, you know, maybe you've got uh, an old car sitting around that's a certain make and model. You can go to the EV album, look up that car, and see what other people have done with that same vehicle. Like, uh, one reason why I converted a Geo Metro was because I, I knew of a couple other people who had done it and that, that it had worked out well. So I knew there was already some uh, work and experience behind it and that, um, you know, it'd be an appropriate vehicle for me to convert. But uh, starting with the EV album is always a great place just to see what else is out there. So instead of having to learn all your mistakes on the fly, take a look at what other people have done and, and get a real sense of that for yourself first. Are there any organizations where people can donate their cars to these types of organizations where they can actually be um, recycled instead of just 
donating it for scrap. I haven't heard of any yet. I do know there's a number of organizations where you can donate a vehicle for a tax deduction, and those vehicles are then worked on by oh, at-risk at youth, for example. Um, I'm, I'm a big believer in those types of programs. I would really love to do some work with, say, uh, high school students on converting vehicles to electric. Um, there is a program out there. I think uh, I'm trying to remember where they are right now, out in like, Missouri maybe, um, called Mind Drive, and that's a, it's a high school program with uh, um, parent advisors and uh, science teachers and, and shop teachers working with high school students, and they're doing just an amazing job with uh, uh, building electric cars that they, let's see, I think they already drove the one across the entire country. Um, but what's neat about that organization is that they've got um, a lot of information, and it looks like they're almost at the point to kind of start replicating that program uh, through the country. So I don't think it's going to be too long before, uh, you know, maybe maybe we have at every high school some sort of a program like that where we have students working, converting cars to electric, and maybe at that point um, – person would be able to go talk to their local high school shop class and say, why, yes, we'd love to have you donate your car so we can convert it to electric. I, I don't think we're that far away from that. Thank you, Ben. Uh, we have a qu another question from the audience. Uh, this is coming from Business Goddess in our chat room, and she'd like to know, if you don't know where to start, what do you look for first? For example, I want to go carless. I just sold my car and am using my commuter bike, but I will want to get something that gets me there faster in the fall. What would he recommend for a first? And, he, well, and she also wrote, I would not consider a moped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just for starters, um, going powerless is great. Um, the reason why I decided to build an electric car is because just where I happen to live, it's, it's, it's car infrastructure. It's, it's very difficult to get anywhere without one. Um, big kudos to anybody who uh, lives their life just using a, a bicycle or transit. Um, kind of the lower on the transportation energy food chain we can go, um, absolutely the better. Um, other options that are out there, there are some car sharing services that I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of. They let you, um, basically you're a member, and then you can use any of the vehicles that belong to the car sharing service. Um, and they, they have different vehicles, so if you need to go to the home improvement store, you can uh, reserve the pickup truck. If you just want good fuel economy, you can reserve the Prius. Um, there's a lot of flexibility there. Um, is, is she still online in the chat room? Can she you, lives can in you? Boulder, Colorado, she said. Okay. Um, in Boulder, Colorado, there's actually a lot going on with um, – uh, there's a lot of solar out there, and I know that in that area – um, there are a couple of uh, conversion shops that do work on electric, so there are some resources in that area to talk to further about electric vehicles. Thank you. Ben, it has been a pleasure having you back on the show. Thank you so much for taking time in the middle of your day. Can you please give our audience your website information and also uh, the information about the, the DVDs, which are a fantastic gift to give yourself, especially if this is something that um, uh, you really feel uh, would make a difference, especially with your, your bills and whatnot, because I know my electric bills, or, or excuse me, my gas bills are just, um, I mean, it's outrageous every time I go to the pump, it's a $60 fill-up, so um, I'm not 
I'm not mechanically inclined, but I am going to give this a shot, and I will give you my feedback. But uh, for the rest of us out there, for the rest of the folks out there, can you give them your website? Sure. Uh, people can visit my webpage at 300mpg.org. And through there, I do have instructional videos available for sale, both the Build Your Own Electric Car and Build Your Own Electric Motorcycle. And for anybody uh, listening to the show today, if they go uh, to 300mpg.org, and on the side it says Electric Motorcycle DVD Special, if they click that, they'll go to a web page protected by a password. If they just type in the word special, uh, they'll get five bucks off the, uh, the cost of the DVD. Thank you so much, Ben.